Sonny Milano signs a new deal and Alex Ovechkin's weekend at the All-Star Game next. Your Locked On Capitals, your daily podcast on the Washington Capitals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, hello and welcome into this edition of Locked On Capitals. I'm so glad you decided to join me today. As always, this podcast is free and available on all the major platforms. And I want to thank you for making this your first listen or view of the day. Yes, this podcast is also available in video form, so head on over to YouTube and check it out. My name is Dan Holmey. You can find me on Twitter. It's at DanCaps218. You can find the show on Twitter. It's at LockedOnCaps. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started today. So in this edition of Locked On Capitals, we will talk about the crazy weekend uh, that Alex Ovechkin had at the All-Star Game, uh, playing with Sidney Crosby, had his son out there, just all kinds of crazy and great moments that we'll look back on for years to come. Then we'll talk about... Sonny Milano. Sonny Milano just signed a three-year deal with the Caps. What that means, just a really great signing as far as I'm concerned. I've loved everything that Sonny's brought to this team. And then we will talk about the new deal for Dylan Strom. He signs a five-year deal. But just to get it going here, Alex Ovechkin did, in fact, play in the All-Star game this year. I know that he has missed it. Uh, in the past, the last couple seasons anyway. But uh, to see him playing there, to see him there with his son and his wife uh, was just a really special thing. And then also kind of the dynamic that goes between Alex Ovechkin and Sidney Crosby. I know they are bitter rivals and have been for the longest time. But for them to sort of uh, bury the hatchet, if you will, and kind of just put all of that behind them, I think is just a, a really great thing. And ultimately, I think they're friends and they respect each other. I've even heard... Uh, that Alex Ovechkin has one of uh, Crosby's hockey sticks in his vast hockey stick collection that he has. So I think, you know, a lot of that is just for uh, appearances sake, ultimately, when you see him on the ice and they're kind of locking horns. I do think they're fierce competitors, but at the end of the day, um, I think that they really respect each other. I think they like each other. Um, and I think that uh, I heard in the All-Star game that, you know, once they finally decide to hang it up when it's all said and done, they might even have a beer together after and, you know, just kind of, you know, reminisce about their careers that they had. But just uh, Ovechkin in the All-Star game, the skills competition, that kind of thing. First in the opening period, Crosby picked off Rasmus Dahlin in the corner and found Ovechkin right in front. Ovechkin chose to pass up the shot, though, and gave it back to Crosby, who then rifled it a shot past Linus Allmark to make it 3-2 to two for the Metro. And this story in Washington hockey, now they're talking about that Linus Allmark. Wow, what? A goalie out there um, kind of just really rose to prominence and how he's playing for that surging Boston Bruins team. I mean, I can't say enough about how well they're playing and about how dif difficult it's ultimately going to be uh, for the Caps to, to defeat them. That's the next game they play here after the All-Star break. So um, it is going to be a, a bit of an interesting thing there. It's great, Ovechkin told Weeks. He's working hard, getting into the battle, win the battle, pass it to me. I give it back to him. Puck is in the net. And those are the things that you'll look back on for years 
you know, they always have like these greatest moments on the NHL network or TSN, wherever you happen to live. And they'll show great moments in hockey history. And you got to think that, you know, Sidney Crosby and Ovi playing together, passing the puck back and forth to each other, <laughs> playing on the same line together. Um, that wouldn't happen really anywhere else other than in the All-Star game. Uh, but just a really uh, great moment uh, that I'll, I'll always remember. And, uh, you know, again, it's just a great moment for them to kind of uh, bury the hatchet there, if you will. Uh, in the second period, Crosby stole the puck in front and was all alone as Ovi joined in on a two-on-one. Crosby gave it to Ovechkin, who gave it back. Crosby gave it back one more time, but Ovechkin passed up the shot and gave it back to Crosby for the second of the game. Yeah, uh, man. Again, this is what I'm talking about. Just these really great moments between uh, the two of them. Uh, this isn't the first time that Ovi and Crosby have teamed up. They played together in multiple All-Star games before this. And on, on Friday, they joined forces with Ovi's son, Sergei, to win the breakaway challenge at the 2023 NHL All-Star Skills Competition. And, uh, you know, I, I, it's a really b a bit early here, but you got to think that, you know, Sergei Ovechkin, you know, a, a very young man, a boy, if he can continue skating as well as he does for his age, you got to think that, you know, he might give a da his dad a run for his uh, money at some point as far as goals is concerned. Um, I do think that, you know, having Alex Ovechkin as your father, of course, is advantageous if you want to be a hockey player. And he seems to love hockey. Uh, an interesting thing I heard, he said, who is my son Sergey's favorite player? He goes, it's not me. And people thought Crosby. They thought, you know, Melkin. They thought these different players. It's Nicholas Abe-Cubel. So an interesting answer there. Got to love Nicholas Abe-Cubel. Another guy that's come to this team and uh, just really stepped up and played a big role. But just uh, fun all around. I got to say, I, I love the skills competition and I love the moments uh, you know, the special moments, like when it's Ovechkin and Crosby out there, again, nine times out of 10, they're bitter rivals and they pretty much hate each other on the ice. But for them to come together for a moment like this uh, was just a really cool thing. Ovechkin then got a goal of his own as he shot squeaked through Andre Vasilevsky to make it six to four for the Metro Crosby and Adam Fox got the assists on that. The Metro division fell 10 to six to the Atlantic Division in the semifinals, Ovechkin led all Metro skaters in ice time with 7.58. And you know the thing about it is, and there's always, you know, a bit of the apprehension about getting players involved in these games. And, you know, oftentimes uh, I hear people talk about the All-Star game and, you know, they kind of play half-cocked. Why do they even play? Well, could you think of a worse case scenario than having Ovi or one of these All-Stars get injured in a game that means virtually Nothing. I mean, what it is, is it's the special things like seeing Ovi and and uh, Sidney Crosby uh, skating together. It's about, you know, the different skills competition. But these teams are competing. Uh, and obviously, it's the best of the best for those respective teams. So you would hate to see someone like Ovi, for example, getting injured in a game that has, you know, little to, to no uh, meaning at all. So that's oftentimes why I hear that, why people don't like watching the All-Star game or, you know, you take a look at other sports out there like the Pro Bowl or, you know, uh, Major League Baseball, the All-Star game there. What it is for me is I don't really care so much for the game. Again, I, I thought it was kind of cool to see Ovi and Crosby skating out there together, but I love the skills competition. Uh, if I'm going to watch one and pass up on one, it's usually I'll watch the skills competition and pass up on the game. Uh, just that I cover this team here for Lockdown. I did watch uh, a good chunk of the game. 
And uh, again, uh, that that was my takeaway on it. It was cool to see, you know, the different teams and the different players chemistry between each other that don't normally play together. But uh, just at the high level in which they play, there's no uh, learning curve or there's no uh, unease, if you will. It's just like Crosby and, and Ovi played well together along with all the other players out there. Uh, when you get to the point of, of NHL, you've played with a lot of different players. So I suppose it's not as big of a curve as it would be uh, say if you were more inexperienced. But that's my big takeaway way on it. I hear all kinds of things on Twitter and that kind of thing about how the all-star game uh, is, is is boring and, and no one wants to watch it. But, you know, that's ultimately what it's about. It's about just showcasing the talent. It's about ostensibly about showcasing the NHL to a greater audience. Um, and there was that interesting piece that I read that um, the all-time viewership for the NHL is down and what is the root cause of that, you know, and that kind of ties in with this greater picture of showcasing the NHL. Uh, for me as a fan, what it's about, maybe you guys can relate to this out here, is if you live outside of the DMV, you live outside the DC market and you're trying to watch the games, uh, there's blackout restrictions, and maybe there are even in the in the DC area, but there's blackout restrictions, and well, this game's on the NHL network, and if you don't have the NHL network, you can't watch it, and this one's on ESPN, and if you don't have ESPN, you can't watch that game. If they made it more palatable and easier for um, for people to watch the games, then I think more people would want to watch it. That's why more people are reverting to these illegal means of watching games, which is ultimately driving revenue away from the National Hockey League. It, it, you know, I'm kind of just going out on a limb here. You know, this is my take on the NHL and the Capitals in general is they've got to remove so many of those blackout restrictions, so many of those roadblocks that hinder people from wanting to watch the game. Uh, people love hockey. They love the Caps. They love all other 32 teams in the league, but they want to be able to watch their teams when they can. Not everyone is in the position to be able to attend a game in person, live. Sometimes it's just not feasible based on distance. Sometimes it's based on financial means. Whatever the case, these people are trying to watch their favorite team at home on television, uh, on their laptop, tablet, phone, whatever the case may be. And they can't do it because there's so many roadblocks in the way. That's my take on this to close out this segment. Uh, the All-Star Game, loved it. I, I actually like the All-Star Game and the, and the skills competition. I think they should go forward with that. But for me, as an NHL fan, they have got to make it easier for NHL fans to watch their favorite teams uh, without putting roadblocks. And I understand this is an issue in Major League Baseball and, and football as well. But if there could be a trailblazer here, why not the NHL to try to eliminate those roadblocks let it you know a, a lot of times you know if you're paying for a subscription I remember when it was NHL.tv and I was still getting blackouts I'm like I'm paying for this and I'm still getting blackouts what do I have to do uh, it can be a little bit frustrating as you can tell if you're a fan but um, ultimately what I've had to do is just find different means to watch the games different platforms that kind of thing but it's something that most people should not have to do and uh, I think that it's something that professional sports in general and most notably the NHL uh, should work on all right, so after the break here, we are going to talk about two big re-signings for the Capitals this next time. We are going to talk about Sonny Milano and what he means to this team. Just a real pleasant surprise as far as I'm concerned. We'll talk about Sonny next. 
For next partner has a product I use literally every day. I started taking Athletic Greens because I wanted more energy. I wanted a supplement that actually tastes great. I wanted to see what the hype was about. Now I've been taking it for several months and I love it. It doesn't taste like it's super healthy. It has kind of a mild tropical taste that I actually look forward to taking each morning. So what is this stuff? With one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help Help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging, all of these things. Now, I personally take it because I have young children at home, and if you have kids at home, maybe you can relate. Sometimes you need that boost of energy. It's lifestyle-friendly, whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free. It contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals, or artificial anything. It costs less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health, and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. It's cheaper than getting all the different supplements yourself. You're investing in an all-in-one nutritional insurance. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up on the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right, welcome back into this edition of Locked On Capitals, where it is your team every day. In this next segment, we are going to talk about Sonny Milano and uh, what he brings to this team. And if you don't follow the team all the time, or maybe you're a casual fan you don't know, is the Caps picked up Sonny Milano earlier in the season. He was released from a PTO from the Calgary Flames Played a big role, I got to say, with the Anaheim Ducks before that. Just a really great player. And uh, for whatever reason, just kind of lost his way in the National Hockey League. But it is a name that uh, I remember hearing. I guess I was not very familiar with him. It was just one of the names that I'd heard from watching Caps games. Like, oh, this pass to that pass led to a goal by, you know, uh, Sonny Milano. Something like that. So, that's what I remember about Sonny Milano is just uh, bits and pieces uh, from when he played on other teams. Uh, but one of the big things about uh, the Caps and the re-signing is they just got done signing Dylan Strom. And we'll talk about him in the last segment here is just these really great pickups. And Dylan, you know, just keeping it with Sonny Milano here, he was a guy that was kind of... You know, it, it was one of the diamonds in the rough, I guess I got to say, that Brian McClellan did. He has a long history of making these sorts of acquisitions. If you look back to the Brett Conley or the Devontae Smith-Pelly, something like that. You know, players that aren't um, marquee names, if you will, around the na National Hockey League. But you hear their names, and uh, I think it's based on scouts and Brian McClellan and Ross Mahoney and all his staff there just really have a really great eye uh, for finding these players that, for whatever reason, have not found homes with the teams that they played on, and in this case was released from a PTO from the Calgary Flames, Milano's new deal, which kicks in next season, will carry an annual average salary of $1.9 million. The winger, who turns 27 in May, is currently playing on a one-year league minimum $750,000 contract. This is what I'm talking about. You know, it was a good uh, it was a good signing for the Caps in the regard that if he did not work out, they were only out seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars. And I know what you're thinking. That's a lot of money, and it is for most people. But that is the league minimum is seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars. So for the Caps to be able to get someone 
like Sonny Milano on the cheap, and as it's turned out, has just really killed it. From the first time I saw him play with the, the Caps, I'm like, that guy's got it. He's got it. I like everything about him. He's he's aggressive. He's got a good nose for the puck. He always seems to be positioned in the right place to get that productivity. I loved it from the get-go. So just of A-plus marks. And uh, for them to be able to extend him to a new three-year deal is just really great. The sides began discussing the parameters of an extension last week, according to agent Rich Evans. Um, those talks accelerated in recent days, culminating with a deal Saturday. The story uh, by Tarek Elbashir in The Athletic. Um, and just a breakdown. This was from Puckpedia. The All Caps re-signed him to a three-year deal. Year one, $2.35 million. Year two, $1.9 million. And year three, $1.45 million. Deal is all salary and does not include trade protection. Uh, eight goals, 22 points, and 40 games played. Um, so that no trade protection. So say for some reason that uh, Sonny Milano just, you know, he falls off a cliff and he just doesn't get that pr production anymore. I don't see that happening. I think that intrinsically, Sonny Milano is one heck of a hockey player. The Caps are really lucky to have him. And why do I say that? It's not because this is a team that is up at, against the cap and to sign these players, even at the, the deal that he got there, that's still a pretty bargain-based deal, all things considered, um, to help this team for years to come. We know there's not going to be uh, uh, this tear it down to the studs, uh, studs rebuild within the next couple of years. So to get someone uh, like Sonny Milano signed to a new deal is nothing but a great thing uh, as far as I'm concerned. I love the deal. All things about it. I have no misgivings on it. I don't think that, you know, they they signed the wrong player. Um, so just taking a look at Milano, the story of Milano's season to this point has been one of redemption for the 2014 first-round pick. A first-round pick they got for seven... Uh, it just boggles my mind. After not receiving a qualifying offer from Anaheim last season and then being released from training camp tryout in Calgary, Milano signed with the Caps on October 15th, just after they'd lost prospects Axel Janssen, Fialbi, and Brett Leeson on waivers. Washington offered Milano the one-way contract he sought. It started with losing a couple guys on waivers. GM Brian McClellan told The Athletic last month, asked about signing Milano three days into the regular season. We were frustrated. We thought we would might lose one of those players. Um, and that was one of the things they worry about. They're talking about Axel Janssen, Fialbi, and Brett Leeson. You know, just taking a look back on it. Axel Janssen, Fialbi is one of the guys they gave plenty of opportunities to just never really panned out for the Caps. Now up on the Jets. Um, I guess I'm not totally up on his career on the Jets, but I think that uh, from what I'm hearing in brief snippets, just from uh, following the NHL in general, I think that he's doing uh, an okay job on there. But I'm all about it. I like Sonny Milano. I think a good upgrade. His agent was talking to me about him. McClellan added, referring to Evans. We did our homework and negotiated a deal. We did all the stuff we normally do just later in the process. When we got him, we were going to start him uh, in Hershey to see where it goes from here. If he does well, there would be a spot for him in Washington. If he doesn't, we'll keep him in Hershey and just use him as a call-up. He took advantage of it and played very well. That was the projection for Sonny Milano, is that he was going to be an AHL player. You know, we got this depth piece, because I remember rumblings, you know, and I follow a lot of different people on Twitter. I, I see a lot of fan comments on Twitter is that was the feeling out there was, oh, well, they got this depth piece. And I remember uh, the Caps announced that they signed him and it was a lot of sarcastic eye rolls like, ooh, great signing. 
A lot of people got proven wrong there because I think that he has done nothing but come to this team and, and contributed most every night that he's out there. Does he get a goal every night? No, but none of them do. And uh, just really a great player. After clearing waivers in five-game stint with the AHL Bears, Milano made his Caps debut on November 5th, and he's been one of the team's most productive players ever since. In fact, he's fifth in points among Caps forwards during that span with 22, 8 goals, 14 assists, despite ranking 11th in average ice time with 1330. Uh, again, so I love this deal. Everything about it, I'm all in. Great job, Brian McClellan. Great, great job, Capitals. Just a really great move. And uh, I do think that these are the kind of moves you're going to see going forward. When the trade deadline comes on March 3rd, I don't see any marquee names coming to this team. I don't think you're going to see some of these big you know, uh, guys that set the Twitter sphere on fire coming to the Capitals. I think it's going to be small moves, uh, maybe offering new deals to some players that are already on this team. But I, I'm all about the deals that I've seen so far. I love the Strom deal, and we'll talk about, or I, I love the Sonny Milano deal, and we'll talk about the Strom deal in the next segment here. Just really solid pickups. I don't think you could ask for anything more from the Caps, and just really great going forward. All right, so after the break here, we're going to talk about another great signing, a guy that came to this team kind of just tossed aside by the Chicago Blackhawks. We're going to talk about Dylan Strom and what he brings to this team. We'll talk about Dylan next. This year, the only app you need at Super Bowl party is FanDuel, America's number one sports book. We're really excited about our new partners for Locked On because they're the number one sports book in America, FanDuel. And if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better. They have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. Download FanDuel now so you can bet on Super Bowl 57 with a no-sweat first bet. You'll get up to $3,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. FanDuel lets you bet on everything from the money line to point spreads to who will score a touchdown. And guys, even if you don't like betting, if you have a little bit of money on the game, it makes watching them that much more exciting. The FanDuel app is safe and secure and super easy to use. Best of all, you get your paid you get your earnings paid instantly. So join FanDuel today at FanDuel.com slash locked on to claim your no sweat first bet. On Super Bowl 57, that's fanduel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Welcome back into this edition of Locked On Capitals, where it's your team every day. The Caps have been busy with signing players, two big players we talked about in the previous segment, Sonny Milano. Now we are going to talk about another great re-signing in Dylan Strom, uh, a guy that came to this team to fill the void in Nick Backstrom's absence. Um, just because we didn't know how long Nick was out. I mean, the book on it was that Nick might never be back again. So the Caps were at least looking for a stopgap until they knew the status of Nick Backstrom when he was going to return. They signed Dylan Strom. Again, he was let loose by the Chicago Blackhawks. They didn't re-sign him, shall we say. And uh, their loss has been the Capitals' gain. Just over six months uh, ago, the Caps signed center Dylan Strom to a one-year contract as an unrestricted free agent. On Friday morning, the team announced it has signed Strom to a five-year contract extension at an annual salary cap hit of $5 million. 
Not a bad deal considering the kind of player he is. In his first season with the Caps, Strom is the team's third leading scorer with 36 points, 11 goals, 25 assists with Nick Backstrom. On injured reserve for the first half of the season, Strom's presence in the lineup helped mitigate the absence of its longtime franchise center. And with today's signing of Strom, the Caps have in Strom, Bath, uh, Backstrom and Kuznetsov, a trio of centers who are capable of playing top six minutes, all of whom are also proven power play performers. Again, I love this deal. Uh, you know, Brian McClellan, I don't disagree with him on a lot of things, and I don't disagree with him on this one. Nine times out of 10, 9.9 times out of 10, I like what Brian McClellan does at the GM position. Um, there's no Philip Forsberg, or, uh, Philip Forsberg in his closet. And this is another one of these that just exemplifies what a great GM he is. With the signing of Strom, the Caps now have four centers under contract for next season and beyond with a 25-year-old Strom as the youngest of the quartet on Washington's NHL roster. As of Friday morning, only defenseman Alex Alexiev and Martin Faravari are younger than Strom. Both blue liners are 23. This is what we're talking about. This is why I like it. We hear all the time that this Caps team needs, needs to get younger, it needs to get faster, but they don't, they can't tear it all down. So what they're doing is they're doing a retool, not a re, you know, you oftentimes hear that they, they need to do this or they need to do that. What they're going to do is retool this team, um, at least for the next few years here while Ovi's playing. But Again, a solid move regardless of, you know, if that wasn't their plan or not. I mean, he has been nothing but um, a solid acquisition for the Caps. Strom was the third player chosen overall in the 2015 NHL draft, going to the Arizona Coyotes with that pick. He got his first taste of the NHL as a teenager with the Coyotes in the 16-17 season and has played in the league continuously since 1819, the season in which he was uh, swapped to Chicago in a deal for Nick Schmaltz on November 25th, 2018. Um, so just really great things. They were one of the teams that showed up the most interest on the first day of free agency, said Strom when training camp got underway in September of the Caps. And it was something that I really wasn't expecting to go through. Having a pretty good year last year numbers-wise and being a restricted free agent and then finding out four or five days before I was going to be unrestricted. Um, just an interesting move, and there's a lot of speculation on what the Blackhawks are doing. Are they trying to tank on purpose to get involved in the Connor Bedard sweepstakes? You know, everyone says, well, teams don't tank on purpose. Not so sure. There's a lot of moving pieces potentially on the Chicago Blackhawks. See Jonathan Taze, see uh, Patrick Kane, that kind of thing. So I think the face of the Blackhawks is going to probably look quite a bit different in the years to come. I do see both of those players moving on from the Blackhawks. Um, and it's just going to be a team that looks a lot different. For the most, for many, many years, that team uh, was uh, just, they were in the playoffs or winning Stanley Cups, you know, almost every year for that uh, uh, extended period there. But they have since, um, you know, lost some of that touch. Why? Because they've moved on from some players. They couldn't afford to keep them. Uh, you know, just stuff that every team goes through. But in anyway, a great uh, acquisition for the Caps, all things considered. He's a guy that can play both positions, said Caps coach Peter Laviolette on Strom, talking about the forward and center position. Just ahead of the start of the season, I really like that. And even with Nick off to the side for now, it could put five centermen in our lineup. And I always like that because when a centerman goes down, 
Now you have someone who can naturally move around and it's just a little bit easier to get a win. Strom has played mostly center this season and has played left wing on occasion as well. He has meshed with his new teammates on and off the ice as well as enjoyed playing in DC through uh, and to re-sign with the Capitals. So just uh, a really solid acquisition all around for the Caps. And uh, I love everything about it. And there's nothing to uh, to really be upset about. I just, uh, I think that the the book and everything on it is going up going forward. And uh, we just look forward to, to what uh, he brings to this team. I do apologize. It does appear that I've lost power at my home right now. So I hope that this recording is still going forward here. But just all in all, a really great uh, acquisition for the Caps. And I love that, like I said, on so many different levels. I look forward uh, to what he brings to this team going forward and um, just a really solid acquisition. And uh, I, that's again, that's what I see going forward by the Caps is them just making these smaller deals uh, going forward because, again, they're up against the cap right now, so they don't necessarily have that uh, flexibility to to deal with those kind of things. Um, so I think that you're going to see small moves like the Sonny Milano deal, like uh, the Dylan Strom deal, you know, smaller, relatively speaking, meaning that they didn't spend a lot of money on them, but just uh, really solid moves for the Caps all around, and I give them A plus marks. All right, once again, I want to thank you for joining me on this edition of Locked On Capitals. Again, I apologize that it does appear I've lost power, so the video feed might be a little bit off on this one, <laughs> where it's your team every day.